Next week's training camp. First preseason games in 11 days. Regular season starts in 29 days. Are we really going into the season with Uka Pekalukkanen as the Sabres' backup goalie? We'll explore it coming up on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sabres Prospects Challenge is coming up in just a couple of days, so stay tuned for some thoughts on that here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, and I'll be watching from Florida. I've got a trip coming up uh, this weekend, but I'll be back in town on Monday and I'll be looking forward to getting connected with fans and going through what happened because there's three games between now and then and a lot of good Sabres prospects on the way. We are really getting close. 11 days from the first preseason game here on Wednesday. We are 29 days away, Jason Pommelville number of days away, from the start of the Sabres season. So it's all coming up. At Sticky Joe Sports, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can check out the show on our YouTube channel as well, where we always appreciate looking through some comments, Twitter or YouTube. In fact, I meant to look and didn't. Let's take a quick peek if we got anything worth reading from the listeners on our latest episode, if you missed it, on the Sabres roster for the Prospects Challenge, um, which is loaded. Five former first-round picks and plenty of other very interesting prospects. I forgot. I I pointed out the Jim Lorenz jersey on the show. So everyone's sharing their jerseys. Love that. Chris has got a Jason Pominville captain jersey. Um, James got a LaFontaine captain jersey, a Darlene home jersey, and just ordered a red and black jersey. Thompson jersey. Love that. All you gotta have a black and red. You gotta have at least one black and red in the arsenal ready to go on a black and red night. Because uh, the blue and gold jersey's great. I'll probably wear this Jim Lorenz jersey to uh I'm sure a black and red game at some point. But you it's cool, it'd be cool if the whole crowd was like in the black and red jersey. It would look better on TV too. Uh the double has a power road and an Eichel 2020 reverse retro. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of Michael jerseys still rolling around out there. So excited for the season again. We're getting really close, and I had a thought about the Sabers and the position group that they haven't addressed during the off season, and the off season is almost over. The number one thing we're all waiting for before they arrive at camp, and players are now in Buffalo. Uh, Instagram, you know, Twitter, if you follow them on social media, a lot of the Sabre players were actually at the Bisons game on Tuesday. Uh, Darlene was one of those. Uh, Thompson as well. But a bunch of Sabres are in town now as camp is just about to get going. Darlene's the guy that we're all focusing on. Will he sign before camp begins? I've assumed yes. We'll see. Not worried about it if he doesn't, but it's something that we're monitoring and interested in to see what that number ends up being. Another thing that I think has become accepted that it's not going to happen is something I've waited for all offseason, and while I'm not holding my breath that it will happen, I'm not also 
completely closed to the fact that it could still happen as well. And that is the Sabres doing something in goal next to Devin Levi. So that's where I want to focus on today's show. What is still out there, whether that's free agency, whether that's guys in the trade market, and let's really look at the internal options because the most likely outcome by a lot right now is that there is a camp battle coming. You know, football is a big camp battle sport, right? Like you got a 53-man roster, you got special teams, you got backup jobs, starting jobs. Camp battle is a football thing. Hockey, here with the Sabres this year, there is a camp battle coming for backup goaltender between Ukepeka Lukanen and Eric Comrie. The Sabres, between Kevin Adams and Don Granado, have both talked extensively about why it's not really that convenient to have three goaltenders. Practice time, minute time, and games. Practice really was the number one reason why. So I don't think the Sabres will carry three goaltenders, which means Lukanen versus Comrie is on the way at training camp. Let's look at the internal options first and start with Ukepeka Lukanen. The reason, by the way, that I had the thought to talk about goaltending today is because I heard Lukanen on Sabres Live with Brian Duff and Marty Baran. And he is also coming back over. He spent the summer, of course, over in uh, Finland and in Europe, did some golf trips, he said, with Henry Yoki Haru. Are we really going into the year with Lukanen as the backup to Devin Levi or the 1B to Devin Levi, who, whatever, the other NHL goaltender? The guy to be paired with a rookie and Devin Levi is another guy that is completely unproven and to me is not conducive to a, a playoff run, a playoff caliber team when your other goalie again is a young rookie goaltender. So Lukanen, we're 46 games in to his NHL career and even more than that with his pro hockey career uh, because of all the games that he's played uh, in Rochester, which is not a huge number. In fact, I think it's only 35. 35 is the number um, for Lukanen. 34 actually is the number for Lukanen in Rochester. Uh, in fact, he's played more in the NHL at this point. And what has he done in the NHL? Well, not a whole lot. 49th out of 75, Lukanen was in the 2022-23 season in goals saved above expected. Uh, the fancy stats, if you will, but that is my go-to uh, for looking at um, how a guy does uh, in goal because it's a very team-specific position, How what types of chances you get, slot chances against, power play time, uh, and whatnot. Lukanen, remember, one rookie of the month in the NHL in the month of January. So the narrative and the talk about Lukanen has always been, well, he had that one stretch. And in some ways, he did. But in reality, he was only seen as being good in that stretch because he was winning games. But the Sabres were scoring crazy goal totals when he won rookie of the month. Lukanen in the month of January was 6-2-1. That was the month he won rookie of the year, rookie of the month, a 907 save percentage. In fact, if you want to expand that to December, he went 6-2 with a 908 save percentage. So between those two months, he went 12-4-1, a great record, but a 907 save percentage. Look at the goals scored by the Sabres in Lukanen starts from December to uh from December 
into January. Lukanen gave up. You know what? I thought this was going to be easy to find right in front of me, but it's not. But here we go. Lukanen, uh, the Sabres scored four against Colorado when Lukanen was in goal. Against Vegas, the Sabres scored three, and that was in a win. Uh, against Boston on New Year's Eve, that went to overtime. The Sabres scored four goals. How about when they went to Washington in early January and Lukanen won that game? Uh, the Sabres won Five to four. Really, the better way to look at this, I could do it quicker. Look at the goals allowed in Lukanen victories from December to January. Three, four, two, two, three, three, four, five, three, two, three, three. At, there were all at least three, except a couple. He was not great. He was fine. And you know what? If you can maintain that level of play, that might be acceptable. That's decent backup production. That's what that is. To me, that is decent backup production. You will need your team to score goals when he is in there. You'll hear timely saves a lot when it comes to Lukanen. Here's where we're at, though. I think he's going to be the backup. Kevin Adams told a story about Lukanen coming over to his house and you know having dinner or whatnot and talking about his career and getting to know him better. And I'm not as much interested in the story itself as much as I am about when Kevin Adams decided to tell that story. He waited till the off season. And that to me says, maybe he was poking around the market. Didn't like what he saw went. Okay. Lucanin is my best idea. Let me show everybody how committed I am now to Lucanin when maybe he wouldn't have been for a time because Hey, at the end of the year, I told you I thought he might never play for the Sabres again or wouldn't be the backup goaltender because the Sabres phased him out. Levi was the guy, and as much as they showed how much they trust Devin Levi at the end of the year, they also showed how much they don't trust Ukepeka Lukanen. Levi had to play back-to-back nights at the end of the year because they didn't trust Lukanen. So that's where we're at with him. I think he's going to be the goalie, but I think it's because he's the best option of what Adams appear or thinks is a bunch of bad um, options. Uh, that's the way I take it. So my betting favorite to beat the Sabres number two goalie is Ukapekalukanen. Could it work? You have to give some probability that it can. I would not bet on it working. I think if Lukanen plays the year as the number two to Devin Levi, we're going to get halfway through the year and everyone's going to be screaming for a different goaltender. Whether they do it or not, who knows? But I think fans will want a different goalie if Lukanen goes through the year as the number two. Could it work, though? Yes. He was really good in the OHL for Sudbury. Had a couple of major surgeries uh, since then. He's still only 24 years old, which is very young for a goaltender. Goalies often don't hit their prime until 27, even 28 years old. Linus Allmark is a prime example of that. It happens. It does happen sometimes. I'm just not seeing enough evidence to point to it's going to. It might, but I think you're kind of you're on a hope and a prayer that Lukanen will uh, get a lot better this year. Lukanen's not the only internal option. Eric Comrie is still under contract. Is it realistic that he could wrestle that job away from UPL? We'll go through that when we come back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Hockey bets are coming. You got futures available to you right now, but of course the NHL season is not too far off, less than a month away, but it is football time right now. Football season has kicked off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on the Super Bowl winner, I love I love this promo. When you bet on the Super Bowl winner, 
you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. And those are the best type of bets. You bet on a team, and that's your team for the uh, for the year. You know, you might be a Bills fan. Um, so, okay, fine. You got your Bills fandom. Go pick an NFC team. Like, Detroit is a team that I'm rooting for this year. I'm going to go bet on Detroit. And now, hey, every time they win, I've got a rooting interest. Every time they play, I've got a rooting interest. And it's really a way to sink your teeth into a second team uh, if you've already got a favorite. Again, bonus bets every time that team wins in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you get those bonus bets for every victory. And then you can use those bonus bets on the spreads, player props, over-unders. If you want to throw a little in the Buffalo hockey Stanley Cup future, you can do that as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Sneaky Joe DiBiase here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making me uh, your first listen every day. Goalies. All right. Ukapeka Lukanen. That's the number one option. One, by the way, follow up on Lukanen. Remember, he cannot be waived. He's played too many games. He's played in the league long enough. He cannot be waived. It is Buffalo or bust for Lukanen. He will not be in Rochester save for the chance he clears waivers, but I would be very surprised if Lukanen cleared waivers. He's not the only goalie on the Sabres. Eric Comrie is still under contract. Eric Comrie could also be an idea for the Sabres at backup goaltender. And you know what? The further away we get from last season, the more I want to be open to Comrie being a better option than Lukanen. I, I don't know if I want to dive full in on that take yet, but I'm warming up to the idea that Comrie really should be the Sabres' backup goalie. And maybe, again, that's just because so much time has passed since uh, I, I do remember when he allowed 10 goals in one game. And I said, after he allowed 10 goals in one game, I never want to see him in a Sabres uniform again. I've settled down since then, a little bit. Maybe he is a decent idea. Eric Comrie entering year two with the Buffalo Sabres. What did year one look like? Uh, 19 games played, an 886 save percentage, a 9-9-1 record. I mean, the record wasn't horrible, but again, the Sabres won so many games by scoring a billion goals. Last year, goals saved above expected. I told you that Lukanen was 49th out of 75. Well, Comrie was 66th out of 75. There were fewer than 10 goalies that were worse than him last year. The year before, though, and this is why the Sabres signed him in the first place, he was seen as an analytics signing, that there were analytical reasons to think this guy's got more to give. He started 19 games last year. It was 66th, right? The year before in Winnipeg, this is again, we talked about this when they signed him. The year before in Winnipeg, out of 67 goalies that qualified in 2021-22. Goal saved to have expected. Eric Comrie ranked second. Second. The only goalie better than him in the minutes per minute played was Igor Shesterkin of the Rangers. That was it in 19 games played. Same amount of games that he played last year. So, all right, what's the argument for Comrie? Well, the argument for Comrie is last year is just a lost year. Last year, he started the season and wasn't terrible at the beginning of the year. If you look at his splits from last year, he certainly was better in the beginning portion of last year than he was at the end. In October, 
started six games, went three and three, had a 902 save percentage. Not better than Lukanen's best month. I will point that out. And then he got hurt. Well, November happened too. In November, he wasn't good either. And then he got hurt. And, and maybe that is something worth giving a bit of a pass for. He almost played enough games before that to where you don't want to give a complete pass, but maybe a, a partial pass because Comrie got hurt and maybe he was never right the rest of the way. He was horrific after he came back from injury. So it would make sense to me that, yeah, he was affected by something last year. A bet on Comrie is a bet on, hey, last year was just a, a wash year, a fluky year. Goalies have up and down seasons all the time, right? Marc-Andre Fleury has horrible seasons and then comes back and is great the next year. And I know Eric Comrie's not Marc-Andre Fleury. You don't have to tell me that twice. But this guy has done something Uka Pekalukinen has not. In limited action, both guys are limited. Neither's played a big stretch of games ever. But between the two, Comrie's had one year where he was actually really good. Lukanen's never had that. Lukanen's not done that in the NHL. He's not even done that in the AHL. If I count AHL numbers, Lukanen hasn't done that. Once turning pro, and Comrie, remember, way back in the day with Winnipeg, was a top prospect as well, second-round pick. Their top goalie prospect for a time. He's been better in the AHL, and he has one good year in the NHL. Lukanen has not been good in the AHL and does not have one good year in the NHL. All right, so maybe Comrie? I'm talking myself into it a little bit. I don't love the idea. I think there are better options out there, and I would be very quick to pull uh, to to you'd be on a very tight leash if it were me uh, with Comrie. And maybe the Sabers start the year with three goalies. I know that I've said they don't want to. I don't believe they will, but maybe they feel like they have to because they're going to give both these guys an opportunity in the regular season to earn the job. But training camp battle is coming. I think Lukanen is the favorite going in, and Comrie is the one that's going to have to wrestle the job away from him. But I don't want to say. It's impossible. In fact, I'd give a decent shot at Comrie wrestling the job away from Lukanen, maybe like 25 to 30%. Um, but at the end of the day, I do think it will be Lukanen. When we come back, are there any ideas left out there? Trade, free agency, is there anything left to be done? There are some big names. There are some smaller names. We'll get to a couple of those when we come back here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. We are presented by Jace Medical. You know, Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that is why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. It gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical ensures Make sure you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked On. Final segment here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or anything that we're talking about goaltender-wise, feel free. Hit me up on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports at Lockdown Savers or on our YouTube channel in the comment section. What's left out there for the Sabres to make a move? They want to make one at the 11th hour. Here's where I'm not going to eliminate the possibility that they do that. There are still, a, there's a lot that needs to happen in that. A lot that has to happen 
in goal. In fact, I would say there are there's one free agent out there that I think will still sign somewhere, and three guys that I still would lean towards predicting will be traded. Let's start with the free agent. The free agent name that is still out there is actually kind of a former Saber. You'll know who I'm talking about if you get if you get my drift here. Yuroslav Halak is still available. Now, you might have forgot Halak is even still in the league because, yes, he's old. 38 years old. Basically, what the Sabres would be doing by signing Yuroslav Halak is turning the, 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 the clock back two years on signing Craig Anderson. If you think signing Craig Anderson for two years was a success, this is basically that all over again. Halak is older and can't play a big workload, but... Look at his past couple of years. Last year, playing 25 games for the New York Rangers. Expected goals saved above expected. Um, out of 75 goalies, he ranked 32nd. year before that, he ranked 33rd. An exact 903 save percentage each of the last two years. He has been at a steady backup pace for each of the last three years. And the three years before that, he was at a starter's pace. When he was 32 through 34, starter's pace. Since he hit 35, he's been at a pretty reliable backup pace. And I think you could still rely on him to be a solid backup. Well, why is he still available? I think there's a good answer to that question. And it might be one the Sabres don't want to bring him in for. Halak, on each of his last two contracts, has received a full no-movement clause. And I have to believe that's important to him, as he's pushed for it, even when he was the backup. And I imagine that's the reason why he's still unsigned, is he, again, for a third time, wants a full no-movement clause. Well, you might be thinking, okay, well, that's fine. Give him the full no-movement clause because I'm competing for a playoff spot anyway, and I'm not going to want to trade him. It's not just trading him. If he's bad and you want to call somebody else up, maybe you snuck Lucan in somehow to Rochester, or maybe Comrie's down there, or maybe you want to do something else. You want to replace him at any point during the year because it's not going well and he's hit that age cliff, you can't do anything. You can't. Not only can you not trade him, you can't send him down to Rochester. You can't wave him to be picked up by somebody else you have to he the ball's in his court he could do whatever he wants now maybe he just retire maybe he'd help facilitate a trade somewhere else or a waiver claim somewhere else but it wouldn't be up to you and that is a little bit of a scary proposition i think to signing him so that's why he's not available but he is certainly the best name available that can be had uh for a, a contract and not be traded for Big name still available on the trade market. On the TSN trade bait list, number nine is John Gibson. He is still available. And Frank Saravelli reported during the offseason that Gibson told the Ducks he will never play for them again. Now, Gibson disputed that, and his agent disputed that. But as Saravelli pointed out, that agent has lied before about denying Saravelli reports, and then the Saravelli reports turned out to be true. I trust Saravelli in this instance that Gibson will not play for the Ducks again. Um, or if he does start the year, he wants to be traded. He's told them that. And they're tanking. So uh, they're, they're at least still really bad. I don't know if they're outright tanking. I think Gibson will be moved eventually. I hate it for the Sabres. Four years, $6.4 million. He's had a bunch of bad years in a row. He has been on bad teams, but I don't want to risk that, that he'll return to form under that contract. You know, at four years, $6.4 million, the Sabres cap situation, like, all right, if in a dream scenario, if the Ducks call me and say, hey, we got to get John Gibson out of here. He doesn't want to play here, and we hate the contract. If I'm Kevin Adams, I answer the phone and go, all right, I'd take him. I'd put him on my roster, and I'd play him 35 to 45 games and hope he returns the form. But I'm not giving you anything for him. Nothing. 
you're giving me something. You're giving me a second round pick. Or I'll give you a second wit and you give me a first. But I that contract is, a, is an anchor. And I am not taking that off your hands unless I get something in return. And that doesn't sound like the position the Ducks are at. They're not at camp dump, cap dump situations um, with John Gibson. If that changes for them, and I might think it will eventually, then we can have a conversation. Number two on the TSN trade bait list is Connor Hellebuck. He's going to get traded. The Jets are not. It's, he's made it clear, I think, as much as he can that he's not going to re-sign in Winnipeg. And the Jets, I don't think, are going to lose him for nothing. Eventually, he will be traded. The good news, if you love the Connor Hellebuck idea, and you love the Connor Hellebuck idea that does not include signing into a long-term extension, every day that passes where Winnipeg doesn't trade him, the better the news is for the Sabres. Because if you think Levi, like most of us do, is going to be this team's number one goalie for a long time, well, you don't need Connor Hellebuck for eight years. You only need him for one year. And for that one year, how can I beat one of the three best goalies in the world? Final year of his contract. The longer it goes, the more likely it is that Winnipeg will have to settle for selling him as a rental instead of selling him as a, to a team that will sign him to a long-term deal. And Hellebuck, had, the ball's in his court for that. He could make it known to everybody, hey, I'm just wait. I want to get the free agency. That's all I want to do. I'll do. I'll try my best this year for whoever I go to, but I would like to have an open market available to me after the year. That would be good news for the Sabres because if Hellebuck makes it clear to everybody that I want to hit the open market, now Winnipeg's got to sell him as a rental. And now he's cheaper, and the Sabres can have that and not sign him. And that, to me, is why the longer the Hellebuck thing goes, the more of a realistic idea he becomes for the Buffalo Sabres. The last goalie that I think is going to be traded, but has not been traded yet, all along this has been my guy, and even to right to this point right now, this is the guy I would trade for, and I think this guy should be the Sabres goaltender next to Devin Levi. It's Thatcher Demko. It is to me like I can't I can't say it enough. I've said it a lot. It's been a while since I said it, but I'll re- repeat what I've said in the past on Thatcher Demko. The guy fits everything for what the Sabres need. He's not so good like a Hellebuck that he makes Devin Levi irrelevant. He has the age you want at 27 years old. He has the history of being a reliable number one that you want, let alone a 1B, last year withstanding. But last year was an injury plague season for him, as many NHL executives talked about when he was getting votes as a top 10 goalie in the world at an ESPN poll, and the G- the executives were saying, well, he was injured. Did you have to give him a pass for it? Before that, a really good starting goalie in uh, two, three seasons, really four seasons in a row for, uh, for Vancouver. Actually, it was three seasons in a row for Vancouver. Finally, why he makes the most sense, most, most sense. Connor Hellebuck has got a one-year deal, and it's only for one year, and I've probably got to pay a ton to get him. John Gibson. That, I don't have to pay a ton to get him probably, but I've got a stupid contract. Four years, $6.4 million. And I don't know whether he will turn to form. Because for him, it's not one injury plague year like Demko. Gibson, it's like three, four bad years, and he's been healthy the whole time. Very different. Demko has three years left on his contract at $5 million per year. That is absolutely, that is manageable on multiple fronts by the Buffalo Sabres. The term is not bad. It gets him to age 30. 
And then you can make a decision on what you want to do after that. Five million, it's a million and a half less than six and a half, and it's less than what Hellebuck gets as well. It's a manageable contract that they could stomach and they could bring in a talented, reliable uh, option next to Devin Levi. There is no doubt in my mind Thatcher Demko is the best idea for the Sabres. I do think he'll be traded too because there were rumors last year he's told the Canucks he wants to be traded. He says they're baseless. That's what you normally get in hockey. I like to believe those rumors when they come out, at least in the slightest because they're more fun. Demko. Demko's the man. Other ideas, Carter Hart's out there. Capo uh, Kakinen maybe in San Jose. I don't know. There's other guys that you could uh, you can toss out. If you've got an idea, feel free to hit me up. Um, but again, to kind of put a bow on all of this, even though Demko's my favorite idea, I would bet on Lukanen opening the season as the uh, the man next to Devin Levi. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Sabres podcast. Be sure to watch this Prospects Challenge. should be a fun time, um, and we'll recap it for you uh, the next time we talk. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Sabres podcast with Sneaky Joe DiBiase, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.